It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick. It's time for this week's matchup show, looking ahead of that 49ers game on Monday Night Football with my co-host Frazier Tafar. Frazier, how you doing? Doing good, Ken. Glad to be on the show for a big primetime matchup against the 49ers on Christmas night. Week 16, this season has just flown, and that's often the case with really fun seasons 2019 when 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 the season's when it's good all the way mm-hmm. you know the season just seems way too short and uh and you're you're looking forward and then it abruptly ends at some point unless you win the super bowl <laughs> and uh, you know, like that 2019 season did and uh and it's over in a heartbeat so uh we are riding high on the wave right now looking forward to a game that is going to have the football world on a high alert on christmas night uh, trying to figure out who the best team in football is. Yep, already labeled the game of the year. I think um, this is definitely going to be the biggest matchup going in, uh, on paper at least. Uh, Ravens going as five-and-a-half-point underdogs. I think that's that's great. I think that's what we want, especially in a big-time matchup. So I don't know if we've had a bigger regular no. season game in a oh. while, except the one in 19, of course, but... Yeah, the one in nineteen against the 49ers was a was a classic, and uh, and it was a it was kind of a classic Lamar game from that year, uh, a seventeen seventeen tie. Chris Wormley made a big play to turn the ball back over to the Ravens. I think a third and two play, um, and then the uh, uh, Ravens got the football with about six minutes to go, and they ran it out on the 49ers and kicked a field goal as time expired. So, uh, uh, boy, it'd be nice to see that kind of ball control from the Ravens in this game, wouldn't it? Yep, definitely like a signature win that we've had in the past. I mean, just pure ball control. I think that's the hope, especially if we can uh, get out early against the Niners and force them to get more so out of running the ball and go straight to passing. And then maybe we can unleash some pass rush out of that. Start us off. Where do you want to talk offense or defense first? In the case and point of pass rush, let's go defense. Um, I'm looking for our front seven versus Purdy offensive line and their running backs specifically. I think if we can contain McCaffrey and uh, is Jennings their running back? Uh, uh, McCaffrey Jennings is really a wide receiver. I think of him as anyway. Um, Do they have another running back that they use a lot of plays? I thought that whoever spills him, I think those are going to, those two are going to be the ones we have to contain. I think McCaffrey makes a lot of space for himself. So, tackling him on first contact is going to be crucial. And I think Roquan Smith is going to set the tone this week because they know the matchup that they have. And once we kind of phase them out of the run, making sure we can get to Brock Purdy, make him uncomfortable, make him hold the ball, pat the ball. That's going to be the key to saving our defensive backs from 
having to cover these all pro receivers five, six seconds down the field. All right. Well, if they, if they have to cover people for five or six seconds, this game is going to be over very quickly. But for me, it's playing de- disciplined zone defense. And these things have gone hand in hand all all year for the Ravens. I don't even think we're necessarily saying different things. Um, they, they face a, a group of players that is extraordinarily talented. Um, you know, in Samuel and Ayuk Juice, it's not the player it used to be, Kittle and McCaffrey. Uh, it's a very formidable set of skill position players outside of Purdy, who's been accurate, uh, played disciplined, good football. Um, but they probably require the Ravens to require on a four man, uh, uh, rely on a four man pass rush. I think they'll play a little bit of more base defense than they typically do just because San Francisco is so heavy um, in how they play. I have a little bit of information on that. Okay, San Francisco this year. 1.74 tight ends plus fullbacks per snap. And I didn't try and calculate how many sixth offensive linemen they've used, but they've probably done some of that as well. So be slightly over 1.74 in terms of heavies per play and the way I've defined it in the past. The Ravens this year are at 1.45 tight ends, fullbacks, and OL6 per play. That's down from last year when they were at 2.31, not including the sixth offensive lineman. So if you, if you include, if, yeah, if you include the sixth offensive, I'm sorry, the 1.45 does not include the sixth offensive lineman either. The 2.31 is is not just a lot. It's the heaviest in uh, really in relative sense in NFL history, probably, but definitely in about the last 40 years. So uh, just an absurdly heavy scheme that they used with Roman. They're down by about 0.85 this year. But the only team that was anything like them um, in recent years, well, the Vikings were a little bit, but San Francisco has played some very heavy football, and that's what they were doing in 2019 when they played the Ravens. The nice thing about this is, though, what do you think the Ravens have been practicing against all this time? You know, the, most of the Ravens' defense was around last year, yep. and they they practiced versus these heavy formations. Um, so they're used to playing a, a very heavy offense, which is which is new to most teams. And it's one of the things that's made the Ravens so effective running the ball in the Lamar era is nobody else has ever seen it. Yep. And the big thing is, is that we've had an all pro tight end ourselves. So it it bodes well for us in the sense of game planning, understanding how they want to attack us, because, I mean, you can plug in any tight end on a on 22 personnel with them and it'll work because you can have McCaffrey as a another wide receiver. So essentially you have four wide receivers in Kittle, Ayuk, Debo, and McCaffrey. So I think the Ravens do have the speed. They have the scheme, the discipline to actually hold them. Uh, if fans expect us to have a dominant performance, giving up minimal yards, I think they're going to be disappointed. I think we have to be content with a great team making great plays and weathering the storm when they do come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that's reasonable. I, I, I do expect San Francisco to, to get some yardage. The key player on defense, the, this game to me is Kyle Hamilton for sure. I, th- I think Marcus Williams, if he's healthy enough to play, yep. you know, he's still, still coming up with that groin injury, a rangy performance from him on the back end could be enormous. If he mm-hmm. makes a couple plays on the football, um, if he, if he, you know, has his first interception of the year. I don't think he's had an interception. I, I, I so uh, if he if he 
you know, is able to to impact the game in that way on the back end, and again force this game underneath underneath by Purdy, where the San Francisco is just unwilling to throw deep against the Ravens, uh, and their and their zone looks. I this offense for the 49ers has not really been tested by great defenses regularly. The only one they've really played is the Browns. And they lost. And they lost. And and yeah, they had a few people hurt at that time. Um, but they but they really haven't haven't uh, consistently played good defenses. I was actually a little surprised from a Devoa perspective. Their schedule rank is 26th in terms of the offenses that they've sorry the defenses that they face so very weak mm-hmm. but their their adjustment is extremely small their their offensive schedule adjustments only one- save big on your memorial day barbecue all in the kroger app get three pound rolls of juicy 80 lean ground beef for 349 a pound with a digital coupon then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, body armor super drink or arizona tea for 77 cents each all with your card shop these deals at your local kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 1.3%, which is, um, you know, it's it's a it's a very modest number. The Ravens are minus 0.3, which means they played above average defenses um, for this season. So I was a little surprised to see there was that little difference between the two teams, but, uh, I think that, that uh, San Francisco has, has generally not played the top defenses with the exception of the Browns. And obviously they haven't seen the Ravens yet. And do you think that's a product of the NFC just being kind of a lesser conference this year? Probably. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you look at the, at the defenses in particular in the NFC West, um, Arizona, um, uh, Seattle, uh, and, and LA don't uh, don't match up with uh, with anything that they'd face, or with several what several teams could provide them in the AFC, including you know Kansas City, Pittsburgh, uh, Cleveland, and Baltimore. Yeah, that's very fair, very true. All right, any uh, do we we didn't do offense yet, did we? No, uh, for, for offense, I have. The scheme, Todd Munkin, and seeing if he's able to just unleash the passing game. I think I'm looking forward to see new concepts, new tweaks, kind of like we did last week with the um, the the jet motion and the inside zone split uh, run action. Little things like that, trying to open up the run game because it seemed like that popped up, popped up in the run game real quick with that adjustment. I'm Curious to see how he does that on the back end with the pass game because I think the main thing we want, if we lose, I don't care if we lose the game, I think we win if we keep Lamar healthy. I think that's the main thing. We can lose by 100 if we make sure number eight is safe. I think that's (laughs) that's the main objective. Okay, losing by 100 is better than losing by 25 or, or is no worse than losing by say 21, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't I don't want the statement of what happens either, but I, but I agree with you. Lamar is is keeping Lamar healthy is the absolute priority over these last 3 games. They've got to win two football games. They've got a a two game um, you know, to, to to get the number one seed, they basically have to win two football games, and uh, they need to. It, Miami needs to be one of those, or Miami needs to lose another game. Either way, I think that's happening, um, and uh, and it does not have to be San Francisco that they beat. But on the other hand, this is a litmus test. Um, I just don't want them to, um, 
go all in on this test. I and mean, one thing that you, that you mentioned is is really unleashing the passing game. I don't think they're going to be able to do that. I think that that um, time in the pocket is going to be something they're going to be very concerned about with the offensive tackle depth. And I didn't want to have that be the be the you know the the takeaway that keeps coming back to this. The matchup that we keep coming back to yep. is is you know just how weak the, the the Ravens left tackle play is right now, and how much help they're having to give on that side. Um, they, I think they need to establish the run. Um, I think they need to use more Romanesque play in terms of probably being a little heavier point of attack team, um, because they do not have Mitchell uh-huh. and, and, uh, making headway that way. Lots of short passes, get the backs involved as an extension of the run game, but it's gotta be quick outs that doesn't get Lamar hurt that way. Um, and I, I think that, um, you know, if they allow the 49ers defense to take over this game as it well could, I mean, they're a very talented defense as well. Um, then a lot of short drives, um, consistently will absolutely kill the Ravens defense. And so that, that, that's a, that's a quick way to lose this game is if they suddenly become unable to have any kind of serious success on a regular basis and, and, and move the football effectively. But, uh, you know, I, I just, I, I will not. I would not take all the risks. I don't think I'd even really want Lamar moving around the way he is. You probably can't tell him not to do that. But what we saw at Jacksonville, I'd, I'd be a little concerned if that continues, if if there is an attempt to extend plays for seven, eight, nine seconds as there was in that game. Yeah, and that's the serious success rate. I think um, we do come out in games and script well. Uh we tend to go down the field and at least put up three. And last week was actually a really good example of Lamar growing up and actually calling the plays on his own and making things happen and getting us in scoring position without any help from the sideline. So that was impressive to see. I think, like you said, if we can maintain ball control from the get, I think we can do well for our defense in the sense of once they get out there for the first drive and they kind of see what it's like, they get the feel and they can start making the adjustments. That's when the game can, I guess more so break open for the Ravens if they can continue ball control and keep the Niners on the sideline. Well, that's fair enough. I mean, look at this 49ers offense. They're 2.99 points per drive. That is in rarefied air. The 2019 Ravens were the fifth best of all time at 3.08 at the time. Anyway, I don't know if anyone's topped it like the Chiefs maybe since. Um, But but the Ravens are down there in seventh in the AFC and honestly, sorry, in the NFL. And honestly, a a number that I thought they would have to do better than. I wanted them at about 2.65 which would currently rank fourth. Dallas is a 2.86, Miami 2.75, Buffalo 2.60, Detroit 2.47, Philadelphia 2.40, and the Ravens at 2.38. So, um, you know, with all that's happened with the Ravens' offense, the injuries, the offensive line woes at tackle in particular and whatnot, I don't think 2.38 is terrible by any stretch, but it definitely isn't the strength of this team. The, the defense has been what's um, led this team this year to, uh, uh, to to what they've been able to accomplish. So, uh, anyway, uh, be interesting to see if they can if they can keep the 49ers off the field and and maintain some sort of scoring uh, ability as they go. By the way, the Ravens do lead in defensive points per drive at 1.35, even better than the Browns who are at 1.47. 
And I think that's where the strength is. Once we get to the red zone, we lock up and Ben don't break mentality takes over at that point. All right. Outstanding. Always great doing the show with you, Frazier. Tell folks so they can talk football with you online. You guys can reach me at X slash Twitter at F underscore R-A-V-E 8. That's F underscore Rave 8. All right. And please take a listen to this week's uh, offense episode. There's, there's two episodes, obviously, on the offense per per week. And Frazier's the, uh, the guest this week. I really enjoyed talking offensive line football with you. You've been on two times, I think, in the last four weeks uh, due to some scheduling conflicts and whatnot around the holidays. But anyway, I really appreciated uh, how prepared you come to that discussion and and the, the level of detail you were able to to uh, put into this. As a former high school guard yourself, I know you, uh, you appreciate trench play and uh, just thought it was one of the really good episodes of the year. Thank you. I really appreciate you bringing me on and giving me the opportunity. All right. Well, you know it, man. Uh, for Frazier Tafar, this is Ken McCusick saying goodbye, and we'll talk to you next week on Matchups. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.